0: Seven Talks podcast, season two. Uh, We got a special guest starting it off on season two, a mixed media artist by the name of Alberto Devon. We're going to be just, you know, talking about your upbringing, man, Um, letting everybody, letting the audience, let my audience, my fans, and, you know, on my platform, also yours as well, know a little bit more about you at depth. Uh, So just starting off, um, it says that you're from Racine. Yeah, Racine. Racine, Wisconsin. Yeah, Racine, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. I mean, when I did my research, the only thing that I know in Wisconsin is is the Green Bay Packers. So, you know, (laughs) I mean, I ain't know too much about it, but just, you know, give them a little bit about yourself and, you know, your upbringing, a little about, you know, what what goes on there. What is Racine, Wisconsin known for?
1: Okay. Um, Well, Racine is a relatively small city. Um, It's in between Chicago and Milwaukee. Um, It has a... um, in 2018, 2019, it was ranked as the uh, third worst city in America for African Americans to stay. Um, so it was, a, it was a hell of a time getting out of it. Um, but now that I'm out of it, it's, I feel like it's my, my duty to uh, be able to speak and be able to uh, bring light to that city and also to that area. Um, as far as myself, growing up wasn't the best, but you know, we all got our own stories when it comes to stuff like that, um, it, it's just been up and down. It's been up yeah. and down. But at this point, I feel like, you know, just riding it out, you know, seeing the good with the bad, it, it's, it's becoming something beautiful. For sure. Um,
0: and I think that's something that we got in common because I'm from Mobile, Alabama. Mm-hmm. And then from Wisconsin, you were saying that. You know, it's the second in 2018, right? 20, said, 2018, 2018, 2019. 2019, it was said to be the second most worst. The worst city? Worst, worst, worst city for African Americans. Yeah. So where I'm from, I think last year, Forbes, Mobile, um, Alabama was said to be like the second most dangerous place. So I can yeah, understand, yeah. You, you know, the upbringing and coming. Because, you know, certain, like they say, every place has a, you know, a hood mm-hmm. in a sense. So I totally understand. So moving forward, just like, you know, we hear um, just talking, you know, about your paintings and your mm-hmm. artwork. So in 2013, it says that you learned how to do art yep. in a prison, Yeah. You know, how did that come about? What 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 pushed you to, you know, go that route?
1: Well, in um, 2011, I was um, fairly indicted on a buy sale for um, crack cocaine. Um, I got picked up. I was young, I was only 24 at the time. Just like bitter, you know. I was young and I was bitter in there cause like, I had never been to prison before. I did county jail time, but I had never did prison. Um, Trying to figure out shit, you know, in terms of life. Um, Just constantly going down to the art room. Cause I was constantly going down to the art room and I I had never painted before. I knew how to draw like as a child, but like I had never painted. Um, I started, you know, from there, just being more intrigued, being more intrigued. And um, my mom had sent me in uh, Jay-Z's Decoded book um, with her sitting there in that book. I was reading through it. And another thing is Jay-Z's my um, favorite music artist of all same, time. Same, same, one on my list. Yep, so I had that book brought in. I was reading through it and I got to a page where um, he breaks down his lyrics, but it was also a painting in there. It was about this big. Um, I didn't know who the artist was. I didn't know anything, you know, in terms of that artist. But reading further in the book, I found out it was Jean-Michel Basquiat. Um, I asked my mom to bring me um, the Basquiat book, so she mailed it out to me. Got that book, I read more about him, and I started to see his story. And like, for me, um, with him passing at that young age of only being 28 in New York, overdosing off of heroin, I was just like, 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 damn, like you feel like it, like a bird' wings get clipped. So for me, um, I didn't feel like the story was over. Uh, got my art supplies. Um, I had a guy in there that um, supplied me some art supplies. Started painting, and when I first started painting, like I was trying to do the traditional way of just painting regular, but it wasn't matching the photo that he, he had did. Photo, yeah. yeah, so like I got like frustrated because I was like, man, it's not looking like this. Right. So listening to music, I was like, man, I like. So I started, you know, just getting my paintbrush and going crazy with it, and um, it started to look more and more, like, identical to that piece. Um, the guy who was me the art supplies, he was like, bro, I'm not buying you nothing else. Like, right. I'm not buying you nothing you're, you're else, like, up. You, you, gotta, you, you gotta get, get your own, like, I'm not gonna buy you this shit to tear it up, but once he seen the piece and it was done, he was like, I don't get it, but it's identical, Right. and I was like, cool. Um, from there, I just started going down there more, tested out different styles and shit, of panga But that style just like stuck with me. I, I like that it wasn't cookie cutter. It wasn't right. politically correct. Because that's, that's life, right. you know? Right. Nothing is nothing gonna be cookie cutter. Right. Like, it's gonna be a mess. It's gonna be areas where you can cross stuff out and redesign it, because that's what we do in life all day. Right. Um, I did that all the way until I got out. Once again, getting out, you know, the world speeds back up. Right. Like, when you're in prison, like, the world's kind of in slow-mo. The world sped back up for me, so I'm trying to figure out, like, getting my footing back, but also seeing kind of like a bird's eye view of my neighborhood, and it wasn't the same. The same. Hey, right. what, like, it was still the same stuff going on, but my mentality was a little yeah. bit different. Because yeah. now it's like, um, I'm seeing where... It was accountability. I'm seeing areas of myself that I was held myself accountable on, but I'm not seeing the streets doing that. And I had to learn for myself that the streets ain't going to do that. Do it you know what I'm saying? So um, I got out, got back to finally meeting my daughter, who was um, five at the time when I first found out about her. She was two. Um, this is in 2016? 20, 2014. I got 2014, out. Right. yeah. I got out 2014. So um getting out, I'm trying to figure everything out, you know, getting a relationship with my oldest daughter. Right. I come to find out that my girlfriend at the time is pregnant. Um, building things with her, trying to figure everything out and I got an offer for me to work out here in Arizona. Right. So I'm bringing up to her like, I like, I don't know what the future gonna bring with us out there, but I know what the past has brought us here. Right. Like, let's just, Let's just go, you know, let's, yeah, start. let's try to figure this shit out. Let's just go. Um, she didn't want to leave her family and everything else. So I brought her up to my family and, you know, my newborn is here now. This is in 2015. My newborn is here and um, she still don't want to leave, but I do. My heart wants to leave. Right. I don't want to leave her, but I know it's going to be way worse, either death or back to prison if I stay in the area I'm at. because like I told you, this is, yeah, Second it's and it's third worst right, cities. To offer to yeah, it's so
0: especially when you're trying to change your change your environment, change the
1: way you do things for you. Yeah. I ended up um leaving there, coming out here, and you know, I was bashed for being the worst father in their right. eyes. like but I knew the only way I could help these girls, the only way I could help myself was to do the best for me at that time. I I, and I and I offered. It wasn't like I blindsided the person. I offered, you know. So I get out here, figuring stuff out, and I would use painting as like a way to relieve stress. Right. I I grab a paintbrush. I'm frustrated. I'm like, man, I need to shoot the Michaels. Like this helped me in the joint. This gonna help me on the streets. So I'm painting, you know, knocking out pieces, and I just put it up in my house, like I'm on to post that, and, and like I look at it like, yeah, you should not Like right. you know, self talk to myself. But um, people would come around my apartment and they're like. Like bro, who do your artwork? I'm like me. And they're like get the fuck out of here. And I'm like I'm serious. You know I'm just moving out here. People don't really know me. Like that's what they like and like bro like you ain't doing no art. And I'm like I'm serious. Right. Um, I had a clothing line at the time. That's how appealing started actually. Started through a clothing line. Um, and with the clothing line, it was a saturated market. Just to be in all honesty with you, it was a saturated market. And I just felt like the message wasn't coming across the way I could just do it by myself. Because at the time I didn't have anybody as a team, it was Mm -hmm. just me. So I was like, man, I'm gonna shelf it for a minute. But with people coming around and telling me to push my art publicly, I took the same name, which was appealing, you know, for the clothing, and I just added art and studio. I started the IG page. This was in 2021. Um, they was telling me to push our 2022 comes, January, I hit the ground running. Right. Hit the ground running. I look back and I was just like, fuck it, I'm just gonna push it. And like, whatever, come from it, come from it. Like, you know it's dope, but if other people don't take it like that, oh well, like, hey, you just gotta keep going. Um,
0: so when you, when you go, going back from moving from Wisconsin to Arizona, mm-hmm. and 'cause because they said, they said, it's saying like, you know, you said you didn't start until 2022 so did you just kind of hold a lot in and when you start putting that work out in 2022 did that kind of that that did that piece of like that that separation in time did it help you
1: it, i feel like it doing? did in a way um i'm a big dragon ball z fan so it's right. like it's kind of like goku and them being in a hyperbolic chamber like that's what i'm training like i'm getting myself right. ready mentally like these conversations I can have all day like, like this, right. but sometimes, um, given where you're at at the time, or um, the people you're around at the time, a conversation may not need to be had, right. um, but through art, I feel like a person, if they're intrigued with it, they'll take the time to, to, to know about that conversation. So for me, um, these conversations have been in me since a kid, you know? So like, just putting it out, putting it on the canvas. Yeah, like, at this point. like the struggles that we done went through as the culture, um, the experiences I didn't experience, the experiences I didn't see, right. whether it was on the streets, in prison, or the experiences I didn't learn about, whether it's in school learning about, or taking my own time to study on some things and learn about. And it's like, with knowing all of this now and seeing all of this, how can I portray it? To be reciprocated like a way that people will be able to take it in because right. like sometimes in a conversation if you are having a few little drinks it's like oh my brother's just talking because he's drunk but if i put it on a canvas and i may have painted this while i was drunk you're gonna take it a little bit better a little bit better yeah of
0: like music when you first hear the album you kind of like ah, it's cool you listen to it again uh ah, decide then you listen to it a third time so with like painting it's kind of the same thing. yeah exactly and you see you like I see what you're saying and you come in they might come over and see it again or go to an art when they when you put it in and moving forward like because you know in 2023 you had your first solo so like for your friends and the people that you were trying to show like hey i'm putting it putting what i'm thinking in my, my head and what i'm going through or what i've seen on the canvas but when they seen it in, in a gallery what, what was the what was the kind of like for yourself and also for the people that you're around at that time, what was the like kind of like the uh, the, the take on it? Like, what? How did they feel? It was
1: it a, for everybody. A little bit? Like, everybody, day? yeah. Like they like for my friends and shit. Like I had one of my friends and everything. He flew in for a day for a day from Miami, Right. Um, and we got indicted together. We got indicted. We got picked up on separate indictments, but we we're in the same van going to a federal hold and going, you know, United States of America versus you know both of us. Right um he came out and he surprised me he called me that morning he was like you got your art show today right and i was like yeah i'm like bro i'm an emotional wreck right now like and i had you know some personal stuff going on as far as my mentor when i was in prison i just had found out past i found out the day before so for myself i, I was an emotional wreck um he was like bro like you good And i'm like yeah i'm like, head. i got i got the show like i'm gonna rock this shit out he was like, bro, you know I'm in town, right? I'm like, you where? He was like, I'm in Phoenix. I'm like, man, you fuck out of here. So um he pulled up. I'm like, how long are you here to? He's like, I'll leave tomorrow. I was like, you bro, you pulled up for a day? He was like, bro, if I can be in the back of the van with you, we both was doing dirt on the streets together, why would I not come congratulate you for doing something good? And I was like, that shit meant the world to me. You know, so I was like, bro, like, I appreciate you, bro. He, like more than you know. Um, we got in here, I had the pieces, like, off-center, like, I didn't want anything to look cookie-cutter. I didn't want stuff to feel like a regular gallery, I wanted to be raw, because, um, the show was called Just Had Baking Soda, um, and it was kind of like a catch-22 because, for myself, I was federally indicted on crack cocaine, my father, you know, utilizes and smokes crack cocaine, but if it wasn't for those two things, I would have never been led to prison which led me to the coded book, which led me to the art okay. So it's like, do I give up the past that made me like be this, the fuel. or been a person that never went to prison and we never even doing this right now. Right. And so it's kind of like the butterfly effect, like I wouldn't want to change any of it. Um, and so once the art show took place, I was just taking everything in. I was taking everything in. And the highlight of the night for me was there was a homeless guy that came in to the gallery. He walked in, and the owner of the gallery pulled me to the side, and he was like, "Bro, do you know him? Like, he looks kind of sketch. And I was like, bro, like, we said it was open to the public.
0: Right.
1: It's the public. Like, man. So I came up to him, I was like, he like any of the art? And nobody had talked to him, so he looked. And he was like, actually thinking about it. And he went to all the pieces that he loved. And he talked about it. He's like, I like this one. And yeah, I like this one. He's like, man, I'm finna get out of here, I'm finna go get a drink. And we had drinks available in the gallery for free. Right. So I told him, like, just get a drink here. He's like, I can't, let him to get a drink. He had the drink and everything and kicked it. And he went on about his day. But those type of things, um, like at my solo show, my first solo show, meant the world to me. Because the art that I'm pushing is for the people. It's not for this cookie cutter shit, it's right. for the people. In all facets, not just this, for all of us. So, would you say um,
0: which which piece would you say like is the most inspirational piece? You, besides the one that you did on your uh, your first solo show.
1: Um, the most. Yeah.
0: The, like, so when you break down each oh, piece, because you're focused, it's a piece over here. It's
1: called "King Kunta." Um. That's probably my favorite piece of all, because. The color scheme is similar to a Basquiat piece that he did and um, Jay-Z and Beyoncé actually had it in the background of their Tiffany um, shoot. They did a photo shoot for Tiffany. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's in the background, that's the same color scheme. But on that piece it's called Kunta. and um, one of my favorite art pieces of all time, it's not even a painting, it's a sculpture, Sculpture David. Um, That piece, however, is a staple for the world. Like everybody knows about the sculpture of David. I wanted to do a rendition of it on a canvas of a sculpture of a black person, but I was like, how would I put him on a canvas? Like how would I make him look? So I took Kunta, which is at the movie, you know, Roots. So I put him on the same pedestal as David, but with his leg chopped off and you got Toby being scratched out because as much as they were trying to whip him into being what they wanted him to be, right. He knew who he was. And that piece is uh kind of a uh spin on myself. Right. Like as much as I'm gonna get on this pedestal, they're gonna try to chop me at the feet eventually. Right. And they do it with every celebrity. Right. It comes with it just comes with the territory. And the names being crossed out is them trying to make me be something that they want me to be, but I'm not hearing it. I know who I am. And um I think that's the most influential piece for me, at least, because um, it's giving me a bird's eye view of the future for myself.
0: And then as far as like what your piece is, there a specific message you're trying to convey through your art, like if is it like a specific, because you know each art piece has its own message. Confidence.
1: Confidence. Confidence. Right. Um, throughout all the struggles that everybody went through, whether I'm speaking on um, natives who are called Indians, but they ain't from India. Right. Um, whether it's African-Americans, whether it's um, any, like literally any race, um, I feel like the biggest hurdle at this point in life is ourselves. Right. Um, and until we can get out of our own way, um, you can't grow. Um, and and, I, and I'm, I'm growing in real time with my pieces all day. And I, I want people to see the growth. And I, I want people to see the failures, and I want people to celebrate the success. But it's gonna take me going through both of these for kids in my back home neighborhood, or kids in a another neighborhood that may feel discouraged to see, no, the person I love that does art, I see him fall, but right. he picks himself back up. I can do the same.
0: Cause I, I feel like, and going going into that, I feel like, cause when I grew up. Like, you know, I knew how to draw, do different things like that, wanted to play instruments, but that's when I, what I, that, that wasn't what I was seeing in my environment. So it's kind of like, well, art, when you're putting that out there, you're just letting these kids know, like, you don't have to play ball. You don't have to go exactly. do music. Like, this is music. This is a, another form of art. So just like with your kids, because you said you- didn't I got two daughters. daughters. So for me, I got a daughter and I have a son. My son took after me to play football because okay. I played football. My daughter, you know, she likes to run track, does gymnastics, to do different things like that. Do you incorporate these, what you do with your art, to your daughters and stuff like Both that? Both of my artists. Both of. Them. And then my oldest
1: right now, she has her own little business. That's nice. Kalia Creations. Y'all check it out when y'all got time. But um, yeah, like, they constantly hit me up. Like, dad I just did this, dad I just did that. You know, uh, my niece, she stays out here, and she tells all her friends like, oh my uncle's famous. And like, they run up to me like. You're famous? And I'm like, nah. They're like, but well, you have your artwork in a gallery. And like, that means the world to me. You know what I'm saying? Because like, these kids are looking at me as an inspiration of the limelight. Right. And the limelight is not on TV for them right now. That's not the limelight for them. The limelight is just being in a gallery. Right. For me, I know it's like, it takes work to get into one, but. It's not as big as what I envision for myself. Right. But for these kids, through, like I said, the journey, they're willing to cling on to the journey now. And it's. I feel like it's much more of a pleasure internally for me than them seeing me as a dope dealer. Right. And then they like, oh, he, I want to be like him. Right. Because they're going to learn through trial and error. And that error side of that trial is hard. And it's terrible. But... If you go through it, you gotta go through it, you know? Um, But being I have went through it, I just wanna make sure now I can deter other people, whether it's a child or an adult, from making those same decisions. Um, And just like I said, living through my own experiences and telling mine as well as others through a paintbrush.
0: So what do you you feel like moving forward as far as your plan? As far as, cause I know um, just reading on you kind of digging down and doing my research. You wanted to do something for inner city, inner city kids. Mm-hmm.
1: What's your plan with that? You know, um, I want to start to um, put appealing art schools, which will be called Appealing Art Academy, right. within cities. Um, and then I will make pop-ups within those cities, you know, cause like, it's the same as if um, there's an NBA player that makes it out of a city, but he comes back to a high school high school term when you walk into the school. I want to be like that within these cities. I make a pop-up, and I'm popping up in the city, and they're like, but you got to show it tomorrow. And I'm like, yeah, but I just want to pop up on y'all. Right. Like, yeah, I'm in Dallas right now real quick. You know, I got that show in L.A. Like, how y'all doing on y'all art? Like, just seeing the art and, like, watching them grow, watching them build. Right. Um, from there, uh, my biggest goal, America-wise, is to get my artwork into Eden Gallery. It's in New York. Um, getting my artwork there is gonna be big for me because um, a current li- a, a live painter that I look up to is Alec Monopoly Yeah, I um, that. That So that. seeing his artwork there, like, when me being next to him, like, I want to see him in the gallery in Westport, like, and, and made it, made right. it. Like, I him popped up here too. Um, but my like grandest goal is to start an art school in Africa. Um, I feel like you know, the journey of the African-Americans, Africans turned American. um, It's been a struggle since we landed. It's always been an uphill battle. But for myself, I want to at least get back to the land so that the people that's above that fought this whole way know like, that we did make it back. We made it back. And um, I want them over there to know the story of the journey of their people being taken and now we back and this is our story we have to tell.
0: And then as far as like the connection with your art and music nowadays, cause when, when we're looking at music, music can be a negative thing and it can be a positive thing. And then w- what do you feel like your connection with your art? How can you? cause when these kids nowadays like, and I'm gonna say late nine, late 90 kids, early 2000 kids, these kids look at music and they kind of try to do the same thing as what the music is saying. You know what I'm saying? How can your art be something different to show these kids? Because when I look at your art, when I was just skimming through, looking at everything, and then even being in this gallery, looking at everything, it shows a history of what we've been through. Mm-hmm. So, like, looking at listening to the music, because we all listen to it, mm-hmm. right? How can your art be kind of uh, not a disconnect, but a connection to what's going on, but also like instill to educate?
1: I think for the kids, mostly, they don't know how to express themselves. Right. They bitter. They in a fucked up situation. I was bitter. Right. You know, um, the kids that can't figure it out, they they don't have the the resources, the finances to be able to get themselves out of this fucked up situation. A mom may work a nine to five and overtime. And still come home, and they don't got shit to eat. It's tough. So for them, hearing music and the things that they see once they walk outside, or the things they experience in the house, that's their way of getting it out. You know. So from there, they listening to this music, and it may be preaching anger, but that's what they feel. feel, So like, I can't knock them. However, with the art, you can find a way to express it a little bit better. You frustrated? Paint what you mad about. Cuss their ass out on this canvas. Right. And then get back to your day-to-day life. And anytime you stress, get back to this damn canvas. But for music, it's, it's not telling them a, a proper way. If they want to shoot somebody, they can paint, paint who they want to shoot. Right. But if in a song, it's just talking about shooting, they don't really go grab a gun, they probably gonna do it. Right. And you know, it's not, like most music artists are not telling them, yeah, I'm pissed off, I'm stressed out, but you don't need to be this way. They saying, I'm pissed off, I'm stressed out, and these kids is chanting, I'm pissed off, I'm stressed out, I'm pissed off, I'm stressed out. And they get outside, they show up in school, and somebody trigger them, and what they go back to, what's in their head, they've been repeating all day, I'm pissed off, I'm stressed out. And they snap, and they fucking snap. But why wouldn't they? They seeing their daddies go to the joint, they seeing their uncles go to the joint, they seeing their best friend get killed, and he wasn't even the one they was even supposed to be shooting at. They seeing their sister out here, their big sister out here, bringing, Any guy they want through the door. You know what I'm saying? They mama coming home from work snapping on about the house not being clean, but he just wanted to play the game. I've been stressed the fuck out at school. I just want to play the game. But it's like, no, you're going to clean these dishes, you're going to do this, you're going to do this. Then they go back outside and it's like, you know what happened to your best friend last night? Like, what? Oh, he just got shot. Like, what? I got to get a gun. I got to protect myself. I'm pissed off. I'm stressed out. I'm pissed off. I'm stressed out. That's the only thing they can relate to. So, you, like, I, like I, you can't knock them, but as well as not knocking them, just give them another avenue. Right. Because other, other than that, if you're going to complain about them, it's just like everybody's just sitting back looking at milk spill. Right. If you ain't going to clean it up, don't talk about it. And I've always been like that. If you're not going to clean up the mess, don't talk about the mess. Right. And it's so much, I feel like, political-wise, the agenda-wise, they talk about the issue, and they're not putting the motherfucking resources there. They're cutting school funding. Right. They ain't got gym centers like that. So what do y'all expect these kids to do?
0: Much they can do at this point?
1: What do y'all expect them to do? You put, a, uh, you put a puppy around wolves and you get mad at them for surviving.
0: Right. And then like, just moving forward, um, as far as what are you working on right now? Uh, what's any upcoming events or anything that you want people to know about that you, you know, as far as, like, some that they should pay attention, tune into, or come out to see your work?
1: Um, next month, uh, I have a few shows lined up. They're all collab shows, though. Um, I have APS, I have Speaking with the NAACP at the Sun Stadium, and then uh, Botanical Gardens. Sun Stadium will be the um, 15th of February. I have APS the 22nd of February. And then the 28th will be Botanical Gardens, if anybody want to come check me out. Um, As far as the solo show, we had to push the date back. It was going to be February 10th. We had to push it back to uh, March because of the chef that we're going to have at the show. Um, This will be my first ever show where we're not just incorporating art, we're also going to have a dinner. The basis of the show, the show is called Unchained. Um, And I feel like the way that 2020 came along and all of us went into like hibernation um, due to COVID, we've seen so many creatives be born. So we're getting to a point now where the creatives are there. The confidence is slowly building. Um, However, we still have a a little bit of self-doubt that we can see within each other. You know, we see it within each other, whether it's a subliminal post that they have online or something they may say in passing conversation. Um, the show on chain is gonna be working to help everybody in there connect. Um, I'm having these cards that everybody will be able to leave with, um, their connection cards. So um, everybody at the dinner will be able to read off a card, a piece to each other and find ways to break that ice uh a lot of times we have so many great thoughts up here right. but we we're so nervous to put them out here because we don't know how it's going to be reciprocated so those connection cards are going to be icebreakers so now you have that talk with a person to speak on what you may have a talent in or what you may like and now you guys are connecting but this is something that you may have never did prior to playing this game coming to the dinner or coming to the show right. um, I feel like all of us have a talent, everybody. What it is, that's on that person to find out. But I feel like we all have a talent. And um, it took me 25 years to find mine. Um, But now with me being 36 and 11 years later, um, I just want to push people a little bit more because I wish I had that growing up. You know, the things I was talking about as far as like um, appealing art academies and things like that. If I had these resources at a young age, I probably never would have ended up in prison. But here we are. And um, I take it as a lesson more than anything. Um, I take the um, blessings I also gained out of it. And I don't look at it as something bad, you know. Um, I know society may. But I learned some of my best lessons within that. And I learned some of my best um, beauties coming through that. I didn't know I had this in me, you know, but it took me being in a, a dark place to um, find light and yeah, in. I feel like
0: that's solid too, because it, 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 it gives a view, not even only for kids, but like somebody that's older that may not feel like, you know, they have that talent and just scared to put it out there. I feel yeah. like your story will give a lot of, a lot of not hope, but just a lot of faith to a lot of people. And like a person went through this, grew up in this neighborhood, and I, and I feel like that's what most of the majority of the world they sit and they think so much and not put out and with your story it's like even though I went through this, even though I've been in the federal penitentiary even though I, I, I had to move, take a leap on faith and move from Wisconsin to Arizona I was able to and now look at the outcome of everything and just kind of wrapping it up what would be a message you can give to somebody not kids but just and adults. Adults and everybody? Adults, as, as a whole like. To um. Kind of continue and, and and hey, pick up that paintbrush.
1: Trusting that yourself. Canvas. Trusting yourself. Yourself is key. You can trust in everybody else. We we've all um, a statement I have is every kid had an idol, whether it was somebody on TV or it was your dad coming home from work. Everybody had an idol. Um, but now, as a kid or as an adult, let the idol be you. You know look into you and, and see the things that you love about you and push them, push them as much as you can. Because you never know who you influence them. You literally never know who you influence them. But as long as you continue to be the best version of you, the day before, like today I'm a better version of me than I was yesterday. If you keep that mentality, you gonna be great. You ain't got to look at nobody else for their stature or anything else. Just be a better version of you than you were the day before. And you're going to outdo yourself every day and eventually the tortoise wins the race. The tortoise wins the fucking race. That's
0: awesome. And uh, thank you for tuning in to 7 Talks Podcast. Season 2 is going to be geared towards a a lot of great creators like you know, Devon, Mr. Devon and Keep tuning in, follow him. Um, his stuff will be listed below. Um, also, pet, uh, keep in tune with his stuff, too, as well. He has some big things coming up that he's working on. Uh, and we just appreciate you for your time, for tuning in. Uh, click, like, subscribe, share, whatever you, you know, and continue to kind of tune in with 7 Talks Podcast. Thank you for your time. Appreciate you, bro. How do know, buddy. Yeah.